Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. And I'm also Marin. I'm so glad Marin number one was able to send replacements in her absence. Marin two right here. Hello. Thanks for being here. Marin number trace. <laughs> oh, I didn't like that. I did. Well, obviously. You're very, <laughs> you're very low standards. <laughs> okay, guys. Michael and Roger are back. Y'all Yay. miss us. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody missed us. What? People missed us. Yeah. People missed me. I missed me. Yeah. <laughs> You're alone. That's that. nice. That's sweet. <laughs> start crying. Like, <laughs> I miss who I used to be. <laughs> Too real. <laughs> okay, we're going to continue our Sex in the City conversation. Yes. Um, are you guys pumped? Hi, Carrie. Hi, Samantha. Hey, Charlotte. What? And hey, Miranda. Miranda. Hey, Miranda. Hey, Miranda. What's up, and girl? And I'm a dude. What's up, Miranda? Yeah, that that makes sense. How are you guys feeling today? I feel What's great. Up? I feel like Steve playing basketball. Great. What? <laughs> I feel confused by that. Steve loves basketball. Steve from Sex in the City. I've oh, I was not confused about the reference. Have you seen the show? Uh... Oh my god, I'm really not guys, enjoying myself. <laughs> guys, having having Michael and Roger me? on the show, it's either going to go great and we're going to have like a spinoff, brothers. or it's going to go terrible and we are not going to be friends we're like by the end of this. We're lovable brothers. We're like the brothers from that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where one was locked in a tower and he kept him away for like years and years the and years. The man in the iron mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Michael, I was in the iron mask and then they unlocked me and they realized that I was like more beautiful and better. And so then they were like, Michael's evil, ruin him. We're brothers in that way. What am yeah. I in this movie? The mask? Um, you're like the love interest, but it's okay because we're like friends. It's like platonic. Cool. Yeah. All right, Michael, what are you fangirling, boying over? Okay, so this week I'm, so I've been really into soaps lately. Oh, that's where this is going. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I I used to be just like a Dove Men guy. Like I'd just Dove like men. go to Walgreens Dove and men. buy Dove for men. Ugh. Okay. You know, because I was like. Too masculine for Dove. <laughs> and then once I moved to Los Angeles, home of like Natural, my boy, my ex-boyfriend started making us buy like all natural bar soap. Okay. Like soap that was made by a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sold like, it was like Br- Brickberry Farms. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Fuck like, you! This soap was made from the sheep's paws. The person who made it had like a stutter. Sh- yeah, they were like, they were like, they were like, my lambs touched this soap with their own noses before I sold it. Like it's like very. And then, like, Julie, and then Julie Andrews had to go home. So you yeah, just yeah, took yeah. This and it was just very like I've only made one bar of soap. That's all I had time for. Like that kind of. How much does your soap cost? Usually a, a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah, like a lot so of it's money. not a great thing to be fangirling over. But recently I found this new soap called the Naked Bee and it's a liquid soap. And Okay. I'm on board. Which for I this. was like which I was like, oh, should I go back to using a loofah? I don't know. <laughs> and so I but the thing that got me was there was a tester, because they also make hand cream and many other things, and they have a scent called Orange Blossom Honey. And I lost my damn mind. I this is not what I'm fangirling over this week, but I will second. I'll back you up on this because I was visiting you in Chicago over the summer, and I used your shower, and I used your body wash, mm-hmm. and I came down the stairs, and I was like, Michael, what is this body wash? And you lit 
up. You were like, oh, I was hoping you'd say something. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. It smells so good. I just I don't know what it is. But I so I immediately bought some. I used it all summer. And then I bought some for you guys. Brought some so back exciting. to Los Angeles. It's made in Tennessee. They don't have a website. I'm sure whoever is making it is like, I love bees. They smell so good. Like it's, again, I I don't know. That, I'm just I'm obsessed. Bees with it. and oranges. And I kind of like don't want everybody to buy it because like, I don't want I want I want to be able to go to the store. Well, it's and like too late. You've it. told the world now. I know. I want you guys to know that this is not the first I've heard of this soap, but it was equally painful the second round. It's my bee soap. I and mean, the bee soap is natural and good for you. All right, Roger. And the bees are dying. So support, what are you support your local over? bees. Yeah. Um, I am fangirling. So I just found out a couple days ago via um, a group text with 20 people in it. No. Nope. Delete. Um, here's the thing. It's really upset. It's on Do Not Disturb. And I'm so sorry if any of you guys end up hearing this, but it's my literal nightmare that, I'll, that I will wake up to you guys having like talked about liquids for like 20 minutes. And there's like 80 text messages. And I just want to never talk to any of you ever again. But I love you deeply. And I'll see you this weekend. And we're going to go see Britney Spears Shut in Vegas. Up. So I'm excited for that. I'm fangirling about that a lot. I'm going to be screaming, like really just top of my lungs, lose my voice, screaming. I want to go. Give a piece of me. I want to go to yeah. Backstreet Boys too. That'll be wild. We're, well, I mean, we're going to go. We yeah, have, we have, like, we're we going to go. Verbally, verbal contracts are legally binding in the state of California. And the three people at this table, Bob, you're invited, have all talked about going to see the Backstreet Boys when they're back in concert. Yeah. And we all love Kevin. So. Oh, yeah. Just oh. throwing that out there as a bonus. My low key, my low key fangirl is going to be about Howie's whistle note he hits, and uh, Natalie and I were watching a Backstreet Boys video, and which song was it? Sounds uh, like this. It's like, it was not like that. I don't know. Which I don't one? know. They're all wearing like billowy shirts, which I'm sorry does which not is like narrow all it down. Yeah, it does not narrow it down. But it's just like he hits the wildest whistle note, and we both were shook. Trademark. I cannot Howie even. Howie is secretly a babe, but He's he a babe. like. Kind of just disappears. He always steps back. He was like the older of the others. He had abs first. He doesn't need a spotlight. He knows how to keep it humble, keep it real. He had the voice, you know? He had yeah. it. He had the voice. Like He, he had nothing to prove. He didn't have nothing to prove. He had a lot to prove. Yeah, he actually did because yeah. he se- it seems like he has no personality <laughs> because like he's, he's so quiet. Yeah, he seems super True. forgettable, You're but right. in actuality, it was he he really brought he brought he was a secret the, talent. He brought the funk. He brought the he brought the emotion. Mm-hmm. He brought the whistle. Which we um, needed. So Britney Spears in Vegas, and also the whistle note that Howie sings in that song that I cannot remember, but is important. I will find. I'll find this. I'll track it down. Thank you. Um, I'm fangirling over um, What Hot American Summer 10 Years Later. Woo! Now, I know these shows aren't great anymore. What Hot American Summer, cult classic. The prequel one, so fun. First mm-hmm, day of camp. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm only a few episodes in. Same. It's funny. It's not amazing. But it just makes me so happy Nostalgia. when these people work together. And I know they're having the best time. And it's it's delightful. What can I say? I know. I love it. It makes me jealous. Like, I hope we do something like that. Yeah. It's not that I'm not a fan. I just have never seen the original movie. And I didn't watch the We prequel. need to start from the beginning. So I guess that's unfair. I'm not, I won't I won't say I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not against it. You I just should don't say. Know. Yeah, yeah. I just like don't know any better. I, I would guess. highly recommend if anyone listening has not seen it yet. Uh, Netflix put out 
um, the documentary or the making of Wet Hot American Summer. So it's just like Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd and everybody just like drinking beers, having a good time. That's so good. It's so fun. I love that. I love it too. I am sad that Bradley Cooper is not on it, but. I'm okay. They made a very very funny joke. Yeah, that's true. I watched an episode with you guys and they made a very funny joke to deal with the fact that Bradley Cooper was not on it. And I thought that was very funny and fun. Funny and fun? Funny and fun. Yeah, both. Funny and fun. That's how I describe myself. Me too. It's my Tinder bio. Funny and fun and super Actually, my Tinder bio says gay menace TM, like trademark. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that. Okay, are we ready to talk about our favorite Let's get sexy. Okay, so I think Michael's episode is up first. Ooh. Oh, are we going like chronologically? Right into our right into fave episodes. Also, but not should... chrono- chronologically, but just like Michael does one, you do one, I'll do uh, one. Also, we I should say that like I don't I don't want to say that this is like a like set in stone. Okay, my fave episode. No, like, I just I wanted to talk about it with you guys. I would say upfront oh. right now that it was very hard for us to just narrow it down to six episodes. Yeah, I had twelve. You guys, I had twelve episodes. I it was like wild. A, like I would be like all of season four. Like that. <laughs> season my four. Favorite honest, episode, season just, four. I just had random moments like Miranda eating cake out of the trash. Okay. My episode is the real me. Season four, episode two. Ooh, damn. It's a good one. I, I like I said before, season f- the whole season of four, I think, is my favorite season. You seconded, yeah. Great. And I think it's the, those are the episodes I've watched the most. We're from season four. But this one is a very famous episode because it's the episode where Carrie is in the fashion show and she falls and trips. And um, it's like a big moment. It's like a big learning moment. She's a fashion roadkill, quite literally. Um, literally. So the the description of the episode is Carrie's insecurities are put to the test. Meanwhile, Samantha has sexy pictures taken so she can remember herself as a hot chick. Love that movie also. Um, <laughs> also, Charlotte deals with a gynecological problem and Miranda gets too confident. Okay, this episode is a classic episode. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, fast forward to the end. The yeah. To Be Real song oh. with oh, Carrie on closet, the, in the runway. Amazing. It's... Perfect. Amazing. But so in the beginning, it starts out with her and Stanford and they're sitting around um, at like some like hot, club and um, Margaret Cho comes out of nowhere and is like, bitch, you gotta be in my fashion show. She's not Margaret Cho, right? No, 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 she, she is, is not. a no, character. She's a character. She's a fashion designer or something. Yeah. Or she knows a fashion she's designer. Like, she like, she Works runs for or something. Um, she like runs fashion shows. Like, she's like a kind fashion of insane. Yeah, she's like oh, yeah. She is like, curses for no reason. She calls yeah. someone like a fuckette yeah. at one point. I'm <laughs> Which like, I what enjoy, is that even? honestly. I mean, like I appreciate a, like, the creativity. It's like a smurf at with fucking. And then she, she's like, could it be any louder than here? In here? Uh, and then she like storms out. Yeah, she's yeah. kind of. And like but, when Carrie's hesitant to do this fashion show, she's like, I'm going to skin you alive and put you on a model. Like, what? Yeah. This is serial killer talk. She's, well, she's Carrie's like, it's ha, New York. Ha, ha. Oh, ha, ha, New York. Yeah, New York. Yeah, it's New York. Um, so there's a lot of great ep- moments from this episode that I'm absolutely obsessed with. Including the fact that Charlotte Charlotte reveals that she was a teen model at the Ralph Lauren store in Connecticut. Which makes so much sense. Oh my god, it connects a lot of dots, you guys. Yeah, I like that she's really proud of it. 
And it made me think of like think the girl in my high school who was like an Abercrombie and Fitch model at the store. But like, okay, so the fun fun fact about if you're unfamiliar with the Amber Abercrombie and Fitch like culture, it, there were like worker people who f- filled shelves and did other bullshit. And then there were models that which, were just shirtless. That were just well, no, no. Well, so that's there's literal models who stood outside the store shirtless. But there were like everyone else who was just there were models for the company, and their job was to stand on the floor and look great in Abercrombie and Fitch, which then would inspire you to buy the clothes. But they were instructed not to help you. So it was like if you needed help, you found like a stock person or like a real person who who like lived there, who like worked there. And then the models literally were just beautiful. My friend Morgan was a model. Shout out to Morgan. She just got married. Congratulations. BRB going to fill out a job application for Abercrombie Fitch right now. Yeah. They've changed their vibe to fast fashion. And honestly, I don't hate some of it. I've been, I have been tricked, actually, by yeah. a few. You I'm, feel I'm, I'm here stuff. for the rebranding of ANF for nostalgia's sake. What about Hollister, sake. guys? No, die. No. My overall shorts are Hollister. I was Team Hollister oh. back oh, in the yeah. day. We've talked about this. You knew this. I We were both Team Hollister. They I had was a Team slim, They had a slim... You would. I wasn't talking about both you. you I was talking about that's right. Those Bruce Weber catalogs. How many on. popped collars were you wearing at once? Three? No, I never did. I never did more than popped collars, but I, I certainly you. bought those like disgustingly bright, super thick polo shirts. Yeah, I never yeah, popped yeah. my collar though. Did we you learn about that? We weren't about that in you weren't about Illinois. that life in Illinois. Oh, like that Cal- wasn't a you thing. guys, I grew up in LA County, and oh my god, they these bros, these bros ain't loyal. They had like three or four polos, color coordinated. And because it's California and nothing ever happens weather-wise, it was just like full boot cut, baggy jeans, low slung with like a with like a rainbow flip flop, and these like three oh or four God. polos, and it was like, what is the date? What is the time? What is the weather? Nobody knows. Uh. Yeah, I definitely had some of those flip flops. It was really upsetting. Hollister really spoke to me because I was a huge Rooney fan and OC <laughs> oh, fan in yeah, yeah, high yeah. school. Oh, yeah, that is yeah, where yeah, I yeah. bought my Rooney DVD. No. The Hollister Cut store. to me, cut, cut to me <laughs> yes. screaming California. And Every time I get on the 101, I think. Yes. I loved, like, Phantom Planet Rooney, the thrills, and you could go into Hollister, yeah. and they had, like, that touchscreen jukebox, and you could play your they jams. Had a, they had a live stream of, like, Huntington Beach. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. I w- we went, we would go to... We would go to Hollister, and we would try on, like, a thousand pairs of pants. Somebody would steal some. And then, sorry, and then we would all go to like to the actual beach and be like living our Hollister truths. Because no, it was with like, like ripped up jeans and flip flops. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, no, it was very important that we talk touch on yeah. Hollister yeah. and yeah, Abercrombie. Yeah. But I was gonna say that like what you're saying right now is like kind of a segue into why I picked this episode, which you think it would be like oh because it's when Carrie trips, it's the fashion show, Heidi Klum is there. Um, Alan Cumming is there, Alan Cumming yeah. is there et, cetera, et cetera. Also, weird Tony Hale is there as like the cameraman's assistant when Samantha gets her pictures taken. He just stares at her. His name is Tiger. Yeah. Who do we know that has who had that weird run-in with Alan Cumming? There's yeah. a person. There's a, or who apparently we're not going to name. There's a good though. private <laughs> yeah. Alan Cumming story. But there's an Alan Cumming story. Yeah. It's weird. We love it. Um, but my the real reason that I love this episode and I think about it all the time is because. Miranda, like a guy hits on her at the gym and they go on a date and he's like really hot to her and she can't figure out why he's like so into her and so it gives her like all this confidence and then they're like sitting in her apartment having a glass of wine and she's just like, I like my life. 
I love my friends. I love my job. And I like meeting new people. I like. <laughs> and he's out. He's like, nah, I'm yeah. good now. Yeah, but I don't. There's just something about the way that she says that line that stuck in my head forever. She's like, I like my life. Like it's. It's wild. <laughs> anytime anything's going right for me, I'm always like, I love my friends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love my life. I love my job. The weather is great. Like it. I don't know. Every, just, when everything's going, everything's coming really up, Michael. stuck with me. Yeah. Another it's just so funny weird to me. Miranda thing is, well, I guess it just is Miranda listening to mm-hmm. She Bangs by Ricky Martin. And yeah. I feel like it's one of the few times like a popular song of the yeah. moment is playing in a Sex and the City episode. Yeah, And that's it's true. really loud because she's supposed to be listening to headphones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just, I mean, I think that you can't listen. If your ears aren't bleeding, you're not listening to She Bangs loud enough. But anyway, that's why I love that episode so much. I feel like because a, it's given me my, like, a lot happens for when things go well. in that episode. Oh, there's a, so, so like, much that happens. Carrie's worried about the fashion show. Mm-hmm. Miranda's dating this guy. Mm-hmm. Samantha gets hot photos taken. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, like, her vagina's depressed. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Okay. And then... Uh, Carrie's friend Stanford is set up with Charlotte's friend Anthony, and yes. that does not go well. What a bummer. not until the movie. Yeah, which we know. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> I was I was always so bummed out as a gay person. Spoiler alert: who has uh, had uh, straight friends as like a gay person with? <laughs> no, I'm gay. I'm so sorry, Michael. What? It's a betrayal. I know. Um, what as, about that time at as the a, sports bar? <laughs> at the sports bar. Yeah, the time I footballed. Um, there was. <laughs> I so as a gay person who has straight female friends in like some would argue in abundance, they're who I'm going to, to see Brittany with. Um, I re, it's a real bummer to me when somebody's like, "Hey, you should totally meet," and I think this shone a light on that. But it was like, "You re, totally need to meet my friend. Like, you guys are gonna love each other." And then you meet, and it's an Anthony. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're a Stanford. Just because and you're both gay. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's like, oh, well, you're both gay, and I like you, so you must like each other. You know what, though? I think like something in the air has changed because it used to happen to me all the time, and now it's very much like, oh, you should meet this guy because you guys would get along. Yeah. Not because you're just both gay. In Trump's America, I have not been set up on a on a on like a uh, a really bummer of a of a date by friends. But also, I think some of my friends have given up on me. Because they're just like, you're too picky. And I'm like, sorry. Nothing like, wrong with that. I don't know what to do about yeah. I don't know what to do about that because I won't I won't marry your friend because like you think he's funny and you think I'm funny. Like I am funny. That's not I don't care. <laughs> is your friend funny? I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. It's also like how funny is he? Do you know what I mean? Like is yeah. he funny like in like a jokes way? Is he funny in like a pop culture like, is he references? Fu- or is he way? funny in a Michael way? Like, Ooh, cool. what a fucking bummer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like is he funny in a way that makes you question whether you know what funny is? If you, you like, know? if you like that, come and get it. No, <laughs> like that. Michael thinks that was funny. You guys. He's laughing at his own. He's joke. laughing so hard, <laughs> and I don't his understand. His face is turning red. Do you know what I mean? It's like that. Like I think that I think, but it, to her credit, I'm Natalie, hilarious. I was on America's Funny Some Videos once. Playing the game. Your video wasn't on it. Also, okay, here's what's up. I'm so Michael, I, so. Michael and Natalie were on America's Funniest Home Videos. I was in the audience living my life, uh, loving this whole thing. My turtleneck <laughs> is the reason we got into the building. I won't apologize. I was I was straight it was, on America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, they kind of like, they, pigeon, they pigeonholed Michael into this like straight character because Natalie like showed. Like you in love with me. Natalie like aggressively. In <laughs> Which the, isn't the first time that's the, happened. Yeah, in the weird questionnaire, they asked Natalie a series of questions. And during that series of questions, she's like, we're just friends. Like she wants it to be very clear. And, like Alfonso thought it was 
hilarious yeah, he for some reason. Like the, he was like, what are you guys doing here? And then like, it was like, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, we're just friends. And, and then he was like, you got to say that when we film. And we were like, okay. We're like, okay. So yeah. we just played like and Michael so they, was trying yeah. to win my affections. They sold it as Michael was the unwitting like yeah. friend zone I will, guy. I will post a clip on our Instagram oh, yes. of Please, this. Even if, if it's not just a clip, I just need the weird hands and the head thing that Michael oh, yeah. does. So when Michael's on television, <laughs> he develops talk when show Michael's hands. Michael's on television, like I said, like it's happened frequently. Like whenever he's on TV, he's The one time Michael's been on television. The one time Michael got a camera pointed at him, he lost his goddamn mind. <laughs> and he just did, he did some like, he was like a pigeon... <laughs> With a disorder, it was crazy. Can you blame me? I was really thrown off. The first thing that he asked me was, uh, "Nelly was like, we're just friends." And then he was like, "Well, what do you think about that, Michael?" And I wasn't about to out myself to the millions of people all over America. If you can't be proud. So I just, I don't know, my, no. the first thought that came to my head was like, well, we'll see what happens after we play this game. And then the whole it game became like, I don't know, Michael, you're not doing well. It looks like you're not going to be able to take Nally out on a date. I cannot emphasize that you. it is not the narrative that is what is hilarious about Michael's stint on America's Funniest No, it's Funniest just Somebody the hands. It's the, if he does this crazy, Nally's going to show you a clip. Please go to the Instagram. It's wild you guys yeah not only will i show that clip i'll also show they do um a great reaction shot of roger laughing at something oh, oh my god they, they was so it good is, they played it in another yeah, episode they've reused it i it's get that good. i got i get text messages every couple months asking if i was on america's Funniest Some videos and i was like <laughs> yeah last january and they're like oh because i just saw you on an episode last night so my face and likeness i signed a release i can't do anything about it my face and likeness have been used at least four times outside of our episode that aired because I was so, so ready for laughter. You have star quality. I was so ready for humor and laughter, you guys. Okay. One more thing about this episode, and I promise, I promise <laughs> listeners, we won't go off on such crazy yeah, tangents. Remember what we're rest. talking about? Remember how we, this was a Sex in the City <laughs> thing and we became, we went crazy? Um, this is the episode where Carrie has a famous quote that has always bothered me, so we'll talk about it. Okay. When I first moved to New York and I was totally broke, sometimes I would buy Vogue instead of dinner. I felt it fed me more. I hate that. Here's Did bitch eat the paper? No, no, no. She means like she fed like her soul, which I get. Here's the thing. Have I thought that when I saw this, when I saw that, I talked, I texted you earlier about how watching these back as like a 27 year old woman made a big difference to me because I was like a 13 year old boy. I thought that. I used to buy Vogue instead of, like, dinner when I was, like, poor and living in the Bay Area and, like, not freaking out my life. But I was romanticizing my eating disorder. I wasn't, like, <laughs> I wasn't living well, my truth. The, but I think the difference is, that like, you work in fashion. Carrie doesn't. But She's that's, a yeah, writer. she just loves I, fashion. But here's the thing. It's bullshit no matter how you slice that's it. like me being... Also, it just goes back to how does she afford her rent? Like, how does she pay her rent? How does she have a new pair of shoes every week with one just... Of, uh, one column in, in a one of the books. episodes, not even a couple books for a while. In one in one episode in season two, I forget which one it is. I put it down in some notes, but it she talks. The voiceover mentions that she maxed out her credit card to buy a dress to go to the party that they're at, and then in the next scene, ostensibly the next morning at brunch with Charlotte, she suggests that they go to Barney's. To buy shoes to like make Charlotte feel better, and I'm like, what? How much credit has Carrie Bradshaw been given? Like, what is yeah. her line of credit? How does this work? 
this I mean, is a this cautionary is a, tale. Everybody talks about the money on that show. But it's well, just it's like she, she but, can and can't afford. But it is it, it's interesting that even the things that they've added in to the show to make it seem plausible work against the narrative that this is possible. And then you see like her wearing something cool and that doesn't matter anymore. You're yeah, just like, you're like wow, oh, this outfit. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're wearing Prada. Like, complain yes, about buy those manolos. Complain about shoes. That's right. fine. Roger, do you wanna lead with one of your episodes? Oh yeah, for sure. So um the episodes that really oh you guys, honestly, I had a lot of weird emotional attachments to a lot of the season uh, four episodes. Um, again, like I said, it's like some of the best. I mean, it's just some of the best television that's ever done. They hit a stride. They hit. They knew. They knew who their who their people were, and they they were just delivering it to us. You know what I mean? So the uh, the synopsis here is that uh, coulda woulda shoulda. So Carrie's reluctant to tell Aiden that she had an abortion when she was twenty two. Charlotte discovers she only has a 15% chance of getting pregnant naturally. Miranda finds out she is pregnant by Steve during what they call a mercy fuck or a pity fuck. It's really bummer. And Samantha gets Lucy Liu as a client and tries to use the relationship to her advantage to get a Birkin. The bag. Wouldn't you? Oh, 100%. I have done worse for less. No, I would not. Yeah. I would be smarter about it. I would honestly, I'd be terrified of Lucy Lou. I would not mess with oh, her. Oh yeah, no. Lucy and Lou and I would. She become, was a Charlie's Angel. Lucy Lou and I would become instant best friends, Lucy and Lou. she would forgive me for using her name because I wouldn't scream at a publicist. Does er, is Hermes French for we take our fucking time? Like that's not a thing you scream at a person as a professional person. Wait, I this episode is so okay. I think one of the most underrated things things about Sex and the City is. The dramatic moments in the show. Yes. Especially the fights. Especially be- amongst friends. And in this episode is such a good moment between Miranda and Charlotte. I love when we have like really strong moments between between somebody that's not Carrie. Yeah, it's like, person that's yeah. not Carrie. For me, I like the episodes that would pass. So the version of the Betzel test that I appreciate is when two of the friends that aren't Carrie meet and talk about things that don't relate to Carrie. Yeah, and then, the, and that's and then really Sarah, good. Charlotte, like, you can avoids call it the, Miranda on the, the Roger, street. The Roger test, but she, I love, I love okay, it. Okay, so Charlotte's trying to have a baby. Miranda gets pregnant. She's and been trying for a very long time. like, how could you do this to me? She's taking it so personally. Yeah, when yeah. Miranda tells her and that she's pregnant. it's so painful. It's not, so it's not only that she's pregnant. The, the how could you do this to me is in, re- is in relation to her being pregnant, but also it's the understanding that Miranda does not want to keep this baby. Right. So it's that how could you get pregnant and then literally throw it away when all I want is this thing that you have? And I think there's a lot of, I mean, there's got to be, there's got to be a ton of resentment that's tied to these things. And, it, and you know, if you continue to watch the show that, that Charlotte ends up having to adopt which I'm adopted. It's fine. Lily is great, although she screws up that marriage. Like more on that <laughs> later. But she's like, she has to go through such these extreme measures, and it kind of just accidentally happens to Miranda with her lazy ovary and Steve's one ball. So good. It's wild. Steve's one ball. And then like she won't, and then she like won't talk to her on the street. And then like Miranda follows her home because she knows that like that Charlotte wants her to follow her, even though she won't admit it. The most important things for me about that fight between Charlotte and uh, and Miranda are that you you do see you get some glimpses of it, but you see that they are truly friends, and there is kind of a connection there uh, that that's just kind of it's just so incredibly deep and it's so real. And Miranda is, I think, the best friend 
of this. I think that she is the the most quality friend throughout the series. 100%. I think the amount of guilt, she doesn't want to tell Charlotte because she knows how much it's going to upset her, but Charlotte literally drags it out of her at this brunch and she finally is like, I'm pregnant, okay? And I don't want to be and I just, this is why, this is my problem. And then they have this fight. Charlotte comes out of the doctor's office having found out that she has a 15% chance of getting pregnant naturally. And then Miranda sees her on the street Charlotte turns around and pretends not to see her. Charlotte, and then Miranda calls her out on it. I think that's what's so important is she calls her out and goes, hey. Charlotte? Charlotte? Oh, hi. Oh, hi? Are you kidding me? What do you mean? You saw me, turned, and walked the other way. I didn't see you. I, I just changed direction. I'm allowed to change direction. First you don't return my calls, and then you pretend not to see me on the street. I just... I really can't see you right now. Well, you have to see me because I'm standing right here. I'm sorry about this whole thing, but it's not a personal attack on you. It was a mistake. Miranda, I really don't want to talk about this. This is hard for me too, you know? And it doesn't make it any easier worrying that you hate me because you think you can't get pregnant. I can't get pregnant. If I can, you can. No, I can't. I just came from the doctor. Here. My body is attacking Trey's sperm. 15% chance, 15% chance of ever having a baby. Oh. Is it okay if I go now? Sure. I think the most powerful thing you can do for another friend, any friend, is just to be there. Just on the off chance that they might need you. And it's, it was just so incredibly powerful. And I like fully cheered up. I think that also that's one of the, and this might be like deeper than it is, but I think that the show, the whole thing is like playing with, masculinity and femininity in mm. terms of the way they approach sex and their relationships and personalities or whatever. And I think Miranda, this is like a great episode for her because she's usually so sort of more like a stereotypical man in a lot of ways in the way mm-hmm. she handles her work and her relationships. And I think when she really shines as like one of the the better things about, you know, being a, a woman that like I wish a lot of men had is that ability to is her friendships yeah and her you know her sympathy and empathy for other people and I think that's one of those moments where it's like wow she's such a good friend yeah. and that's such a that's a quality that the show really like puts a spotlight on is like female friendship and that they're really they're fully formed friendships and they're not it's not I don't know it doesn't feel thin it doesn't feel forced it's not like a circumstantial it's not situation. like a sitcom friendship no 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 they, they're, they're real fully formed characters who are really truly like in love with each other and that I mean that comes up later in the series they talk about how they're all their own soulmates like those four women are each other's soulmates and that's enough and that it, it's like so it's just, it's like, just us, like guys it's wonderful <laughs> I just loved it love this it's such a, it's such 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 a good episode, and yeah, watch it. Yeah, great. I don't. I'm not even gonna try and say anything because Roger nailed it. Yeah. Okay. Nelly hit us. I mean, all right. So mine is take me out to the ball game, season yes. two, episode one. Sports, you guys. Sports. That's not why I love sports. <laughs> not just sports. Like it's good. It's okay. Ooh. Ooh, swinging bats. Oof. Uh, that's right. a euphemism for dicks. Yeah. Uh, after Carrie ends her relationship with Mr. Big, she goes through the rigmarole of breaking up and dates a new member of the Yankees, 
Meanwhile, Miranda is annoyed by all the man talk. Samantha's not satisfied with her boyfriend's shortcomings. And Charlotte's new flame has a problem with crotch adjustments. So real. So many have that problem. Yeah, so many. Rigamarole sounds like an Italian dish. No, it does not. I want you to know that I say rigmarole probably once a month because my parents were born in 1942. So I know a lot of words that nobody uses. And every time, sometimes people don't stop me, but almost every time people stop me and ask me what the fuck I just said. And then uh, invariably I, I get like a look that as though I've made it up, but people love it. So I think if you're not using rigmarole in casual conversation, please start. It's it's appreciated. It's great. Okay. I like this episode. So Carrie and Big are over for now during this Mm -hmm. time. She's like going crazy kind of. She's thinking she sees Big everywhere. He's not there. Her friends are like, you need to get out and Mm -hmm. live your life. And they go to a Yankees game. Do I support baseball? Not really. This is Miranda's idea, by the way. Do I support cute baseball players? Absolutely. The new Yankee is a babe, you guys. He's a babe. I am an ally. For cute baseball players. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> because they don't they, have enough. They're looking they for this. It. It's more than just a cute guy episode, yeah. but it's just about like Charlotte has all these ideas about like rules when you break up with someone. Yeah. I use her rules, you guys. I talked about it. It takes about, half t- the time you were dating the person to get over them. Yes. But see, I think I disagree. I mean, not I necessarily disagree. that I disagree, but I don't think there's a set of rules for every person. Right. No, I've, well, okay. I think that instead of using. The uh, takes half the time. You, I'm not saying you should be over that person half the time. I think that it is like I, I like to have. I personally have some like litmus tests that are like, am I am I crazy? I think I'm crazy after this point. Like after I've obsessed over something for this long, maybe I should like seek outside help to deal with it. Yeah, I mean Miranda, a huge part of this episode, Miranda gets upset because she's tired of talking about guys all the time. And I'm we talked about this earlier. I'm glad. They did this so early in the show because season one, like, that's what it's about. Like, this show is girls talking about guy problems. And Miranda, like, like, how come we only talk about guys? We're more than this. Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. All we talk about anymore is big or balls or small dicks. How does it happen that four such smart women have nothing to talk about but boyfriends? It's like... Seventh grade with bank accounts. What about us? What we think, we feel, we know. Christ, does it always have to be about them? But this, that's it. Like it, like it's cementing that the show is about their friendship and not yeah. about their relationships. Yeah, yeah she's like. But it's, it's just seven, like making it clear. Oh, seventh grade with such bank a, accounts. Such a cool way. It's my favorite thing seventh grade with bank cool accounts. Way to tell that story too. Yeah. Yeah. And then Miranda. I mean, is mad at Carrie and annoyed, just all this guy talk, but she falls right back into it because mm-hmm. she runs into an ex in an iconic Miranda outfit, which is like baggy overalls and a puffy the jacket. Puffer. The a Adidas baseball hat. Smith. Somebody wore that right now. Like, they'd be like, oh, uh, that's. Uh, Rachel Antonoff did. Has an Instagram. Has like of a like, side by side that's really amazing. Look what I accidentally so did, good. and she it looks major. Also, and then Samantha is. Having problems because she's dating that guy. Samantha doesn't have a lot of boyfriends. Little weenie. Okay, well, I don't think that's. I think I think the show deals with a lot better than that. Samantha is literally at her wits' end. She tries everything she can think of to try and overlook or just try and make. I gotta be honest. I'm never that interested in Samantha plot lines until like the second half of the series. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't know. I always feel so like she had she, to get cancer. She's for you. <laughs> no, but like when she starts to get into relationships and feel yeah. vulnerable, I feel like the beginning is she's kind of like. I don't know, not like the comedy. She's not like the joke, well, but she's I, like the easier plot line to follow. She's not she doing anything as, major. She doesn't have as much to figure out in the first no, part of the series, for doesn't. sure, either. She's like been this person. She figured out who she is. She's been this person for a good long time. And so I think the others are kind of like fumbling through who they're supposed to be. And Samantha's like, this is it. Yeah, here I am. You know, I'm going to disagree with you because I always thought that, well, this is gross, but I Here always like Samantha's storylines because that's always where like all like the man the butts nudity. happen. Yeah, yeah, and one time the dick. Yeah, that one time jumps. So in I'm the pool. like, thank God for Samantha. Well, yeah, obviously as a well, gay yeah, as a gay youth, I needed, it was the only male butt that I had access to besides yeah. like relatives, which blech. So like, <laughs> so, like, so of I course was into, it was. I was interested. <laughs> so I was into this storyline because I thought it was funny that she was like trying yeah. to like sneak a peek in the locker room. I'm not saying she's not important or, at all. I'm yeah. just saying in comparison yeah. to whatever everything else that's going on, usually it's not but as this strong. Also, this episode also has like one of my favorite ends of an episode where Carrie cries in his mouth, which is a, a very weird this thing is, to say. He's yeah, just very cried important. in your mouth. Well, it's, but it's like, I didn't see your tears drop in his mouth. But That's it's what an, I think of But it's an argument, which I think is funny, is like, she... They go to kiss at the end of the date, and they because they've been kissing. And she immediately and cries, Carrie and, and the she bursts into tears while they're making out. And he's like, "It's okay," and she's like, "It's not okay. I don't think I'm okay. I just yeah. cried into your mouth." And yeah. that is, I think you have to know. I think it's you have to know when you have to stop being weird, and you also have to know when it's okay to be like, "I just yeah. cried in your mouth, and I have to go home." And even though like Miranda and everyone are kind of in a little fight, like Carrie yeah. reaches out. And call Miranda, and they meet up at the diner to talk. Oh, it's so that good. call it's is like one of the best. It's like the best. It's one of the of best reveals because she just she gets she picks up the phone. You think that she's talking to Big, and she says, "Hey, can you meet me at our spot?" Okay, and you think, cool. You and, think it's Big, and Miranda's there, and not only is she there, when she gets there, when Carrie arrives, Miranda's fries are cold, which mm-hmm. to me I thought was like a fr- throwaway at first, but it means she got she, she went she there waited. immediately. She mm-hmm. got there and she ordered that food. Maybe she was already there because that's how connected they are. Mm-hmm. And it just is, Carrie says to her, she's like, your fries are cold. And Miranda goes, so? And they kind of just like, but it's such an interesting. Shout out to Carrie's braid. Shout out to Carrie's single braid. You don't see it until she dates the 24-year-old later. When she gets high. Yeah, tag. No, not that guy. When she gets high, it's a different guy. Oh, it's the bisexual. That's the bisexual guy I'm thinking of. Okay. But she still gets high. All right, Michael, what's your next one? All right, so this one is um, the last episode of the first half of season six. Or as HBO calls it, 6A. Why did they split Episode season 12. six into two? The pregnancy. Mm, interesting. Um, Sarah Parker has her baby, her literal baby, and then they go back to, to film it. So this is episode eight. It's called One. Mm-hmm. Episode eight, but called One. And it is about when Carrie meets 50-something Russian artist Alexander Petrovsky, played by Mikhail Baryshnikov, at a gallery. Miranda's boyfriend, Robert, says, I love you, but she cannot say it back. Charlotte is delighted to discover she's pregnant, then devastated when she miscarries. And after finding one gray hair down under, Samantha dyes her pubic hair with shocking results. I love this episode. This is a Miranda episode for me. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't. 
I, whew, it's also, I actually, I would argue it's that Brady's it's Brady's first birthday party. I would argue that it's also it's a Brady uh, episode. It's, it's a Miranda, <laughs> it's a Miranda Charlotte episode. It's another Miranda Charlotte yes. episode. The, yeah. uh, the abortion uh, talks a lot about the first part of this. And then it's this like a continuation of this It kind of is a part line. two of that where Miranda now has this baby. Charlotte has the miscarriage. And the first thing she says when you see her on screen, when Carrie goes to visit her is, um, I can't go to Brady's birthday party on Saturday. And Carrie, without missing a beat, is just kind of like, she'll get it. And she does. Yeah. Like, Harry, to to her credit, to Miranda's credit, Harry shows up and is like, hey, he brings the gift, and he's like, she couldn't she couldn't do it. And Miranda says, that's okay. Like, she ne- she just needs to feel it. And I think that's such a powerful, like, mm-hmm. thing to understand as a friend and know, like, this is a milestone that she just cannot oh, be a part of. Such good friends. Yeah, they're just, like, the best. They're, it's just, it's such, like, an understanding and a great empathy, and it's wild to me that they're yeah. such good people. I love this episode because, one, Miranda, her boyfriend, Robert, gets her this cookie. Blair Underwood. That says, I love you. And he's gone when she reads this cookie. It's how he's re- it's how he's decided to tell her that so he loves her. The way she responds to it is to stress eat the entire thing immediately, and like it's a, like as big as her face. It's a thirteen inch wide. Miranda and I have face. similar like sugar habits. I think I've seen her. Yes, again, she eats that chocolate cake and she throws it away mm-hmm. and then starts mm-hmm. eating it out of the garbage and she realizes Which she I've has seen a problem. Natalie do yeah, that's just something I have legit done. <laughs> and I would also eat that cookie. Yeah. Oh, because, and the thing that kills me is, uh, Carrie goes, why? And Miranda says, because if it di- if it wasn't there, I didn't have to deal with it. So she just yeah. inhales it. It that's, wasn't even a desire. That's it was not just... necessarily how I would deal with I love you, no. but that's how I deal with sugar in my apartment. It's oh, like, so if it's gone, I can't eat it anymore. Well, just get it out. Okay, well, but she she puts it into her body, yeah. so it's a different thing. Yeah. But it's... No, I mean, I eat it, oh, just you, so it's you gone. Eat it. I thought you were throwing it away. I also love in this. I really love the um, what Carrie wears to the birthday party. Oh my god! The like rainbow skirt. Yeah. Even more though, I love um, Charlotte's uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor pink. So yeah. So when she's missing, when she's missing the birthday party, she watches an E True Hollywood story on Elizabeth Taylor, Mm -hmm. and is basically inspired. Yeah. Because by by the words of Elizabeth Taylor, she relates. She pulls herself together. Well, yeah. She puts on that. She says, now is the time. Darn good pink dress. To really rally, even though she's been through like divorce and that gay husband and the cancer. And she's like, this is the time. And Charlotte, you can see this kind of wave go over Kristen Davis. That's kind of like, if Elizabeth Taylor can get through this, I can I can make it to this child's birthday party, which is what I think about Britney Spears in 2007. <laughs> also, I'm just now remembering that. The, in this episode, the weirdest thing is like Carrie keeps talking about clowns. She hates clowns. Yeah, well, she's like, I won't go. I won't go if there's a clown. And then Brady's grandmother, clown. Steve's mom, orders a clown <laughs> and has the clown what? open the door because she paid him. <laughs> so why not? He has to make himself useful. And this is the first episode we're introduced to Alexander Petrovsky. Yeah, controversial. Are you guys? Are you guys fans? Just quick, we'll get into that later. But um, are you guys fans of him? This relationship is not based in reality, so um, it's like a fun romp. Like literally, like they go to have their first date, and she goes from this like red CD Russian club. She walks up a single staircase, and there's soft piano music playing, and he's bought out the entire top of the place. And they have this magical date in which he tells a joke about a banana going into her Prada, and it's nice and it's lovely, but it's not real. I get like the like the foreign thing, and this is gonna sound like the dumbest thing I've ever said. You guys are going to really? hate it so much. Okay. 
But there is like some weird thing about dating an artist where like you ignore <laughs> all the red flags because it's yeah. just so. You're so impressed. But she's not, not impressed. Even, but not I even impressed. Like, there's just something about like the she's lifestyle. She's charmed. I don't know what like it just. There's something about it where you're like, whoa, like you're on another planet than me. Yeah, and well, I'm fascinated. I think by that's this. it, though. I think that they live in this like weird higher plane because she, she and she gets she like falls into this like kind of dream world with yeah. him and that's what it's like it's like all of a sudden you're like in this different world and you are really infatuated by it and i yeah. i get that part yeah well i i can understand it to a to a point but i just i think i may be too outside of myself when things like this happen but like i i've i've had like a handful of like ridiculous dates in this in this manner and i just the entire time i'm like what does this look like on a tuesday like what is this like they this relationship, yeah, this relationship. it looks, like, it looks it's like wild. that like I've, it's i dated an painting. artist for a year and it was always like that but it's and like, then you and then after real. it was over i like went back to my real life and i was yeah. like whoa but you just but <laughs> where you have just said I been? It. you yeah. went you went back to your real life like a person who has like and that was his but and that's, that's a crazy thing but that's what i mean though is like this isn't real for anybody but them right so this isn't yeah i mean so and then she ultimately ends up learning that it's yeah but it's not for me and it's not in this hotel room like it's yeah. uh, it's i just i can't ever get on board because it feels like fan fiction it does feel like fan fiction but he's also so mysterious in the beginning so you're like i'm listening yeah and you know what honestly i think it had to be somebody that was like so completely different from big because if it had been somebody even somewhat similar maybe we would be like carrie maybe you're making a mistake or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it felt like it just felt so right at the end when she goes back to be like felt so natural that you're like oh was, this yeah. was this is her this is she's New York well, she's big she's- there's that and there's also I think they've done a really great job of marking out the three great loves in Carrie's life like Big Aiden and the Russian they're all so different but I think in the right circumstance they all and we'll get to this when we talk about the guys I know but like they're also they all make a lot of sense for her and so like he makes sense in a way that makes sense all right Roger hit us up hang on though oh. I'm sorry real quick oh, okay. The main relationship of this episode, though, isn't Carrie and Alexander. It's Miranda and Steve. This is the episode where Miranda realizes she's not in love with Robert. She's in love with Steve. And we all screamed for joy because Steve is the best. Steve is the best. Miranda's on the phone with Carrie, and she's talking about Robert because he's told her that he loves her, and she hasn't addressed it for five days, and she doesn't know what's going on. And she says... I'm never going to be happy. I always thought that when the right guy came along, all my bullshit would just calm down and the words would just fall out of my mouth because I would know he was the one. And then seven and a half minutes later. I love you. I love you, Steve. I'm sorry. I should never have said that. It's just that I love you and I fucked everything up and now it's too late. I'm sorry I'm doing this. I'm sorry. Please don't look at me. I love you, too. You do? I mean, come on. What about Debbie? I know, but... Miranda, you're the one. And it literally tears. It's the best, and Magda loves it. Oh, Magda loves Magda it. Magda knows and Magda approves. And we love yeah. what Magda loves. Okay, N- now we're good. Now Roger can go. I wrote a weird, um, 
I wrote a weird synopsis, and so I'd like to read mine. Oh, an original synopsis. Well, it's an original synopsis. It's a sentence for each girl, and I liked the symmetry. (laughs) Samantha considers monogamy. Charlotte processes her divorce. Miranda can't see her baby. Carrie and Aiden call the whole thing off. That's a lot in those four short sentences. It's a whole bunch. I think there's something, there's a conversation that that Miranda and Carrie have, and this is the reason that I chose, this is is almost, the episodes that I chose deal a lot with Miranda. I feel like I am a Miranda, Um, but there's, uh, they deal with a lot of the way that Miranda experiences things in a way that's like, aren't I supposed to be different? Aren't I supposed to be better at this than this? Like, aren't I supposed to be like a, a more successful like mother? Am I Am I not? Am I a bad mom? Yeah. Am I a bad girlfriend? Am I just, just so broken? Just because I don't feel like everyone else. Yeah, she's like, everyone else is glowing about my pregnancy. When will I? And it's kind of like she cha- she exchanged notes with Carrie and this they're walking through the street. I don't, I, Miranda's wearing beige, some beige sack. And Carrie's wearing <laughs> this like green polka dotted skirt, like calf length skirt. And then this like, Tied Is this up. where she's wearing a belt on she's her stomach? She's wearing a waist belt attached to nothing, and it's perfect. And they're having the, the realest conversation in these ridiculous outfits. But it is this, like, she's Carrie's not excited about her engagement. She doesn't get it, and Miranda doesn't understand why she's supposed to love this baby. You find out a few episodes later that they, they show a lot of, like, shots of her looking at the sonogram, like, confused. And you find out when she confesses, after she tells... Um, she, like, kind of confesses to Steve and, like, they kind of come together to decide to raise this baby. And she confesses that she can't see him <laughs> on the sonogram. She cannot see a baby. And so it becomes this thing where she's, like, oh, and she doesn't know what to do. And, like, then she's not excited. Like, she finds out she has having a boy. And she's, like, everyone's thrilled. And she has to fake it at this OBGYN because she's, like, you're having a boy. And she's, like, great. great. I, don't know, I don't know what to do with this information. And she tells everybody else, and Charlotte legit screams and knocks something over when she finds out she's having a but boy. But Charlotte needs something else to cling to because she is trying to survive this divorce, taking tap classes. That tea for two breakdown is great. Yeah. She freaks out. She and it's freaks wonderful. out because she has to do it alone. She's not ready, really, no. to go it alone. Uh, it's just, it's so, ooh, 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 it's so wild. I think that I really, I was, I mean, we'll get to this when we talk about the guys, but I was, I really was rooting for Carrie and Aiden, so this really fell apart in a really crazy way. I know they have, and I think it's funny because they have this conversation. She confesses that she doesn't, she's not ready for marriage, and they have a conversation as though as he's breaking through the wall, which is one of the most kind of iconic Sex and City moments for me personally, is her sitting on her laptop and him breaking through that wall and her just screaming that he has to stop because it all just becomes too real. Doesn't matter because Aiden isn't for Carrie, Big is for Carrie. I mean, that's great. We're going to get into that later. I want to know, when we talk about that, I want to know if a 2017 Carrie would end up with Mr. Big. Yes. I, yes. Don't th- I don't think so, and Candace Bushnell doesn't either. So we'll talk about that. It doesn't, she, does it doesn't she belong count? to her anymore. She's not at this table. Here's she didn't write the show. But, like, it's she's Carrie. And she makes, a, she makes a valid argument. I'll talk about it when we get to that. No, Sarah Jessica Parker is Carrie. We'll cross that road when we... We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Uh, the best line from this episode is when Samantha says... You can take tap with Bojangles over here. <laughs> well, yeah, when she's like, she's like, what do I do if I end my relationship? And she takes she Charlotte, Charlotte down. Bojangles. <laughs> it's my favorite thing in the world. The thing that stresses me out the most about this episode is when Carrie and Miranda go try on wedding dresses for fun. <gasps> like terrible ones. And, to, just, to prove, and, and at the time, you're like, fun. you're like, how fun? I wrote Miranda solidifying her best, her like truest best friend, capital B, capital F, like status by being like, you know yeah. what, you're weird about this wedding dresses. Let's go try some on that are terrible. And, and then no matter what, yogurt. yeah, it'll be better. And I'll buy you a frozen yogurt. You know, that's not what happens, though. They try on dresses and sh- Carrie has 
a panic attack. Full panic she was attack. like, she's like j- she breaks suffocating out in a dress. Them. Yeah. Not until Sandra O. Oh, several years later does somebody freak out in a wedding dress better than Carrie Bradshaw freaks out in a wedding dress. Yeah, that right was right there. That was you a good know, moment. Aiden's not the one. Yep. Well, we knew the second he came I, on screen, but okay. Here's what's cool. up. I don't think that it's about, I really don't think that it's about him because the dress that she ends up in with Big is not a traditional wedding dress and it's not the one that she gravitates towards. This is about Carrie. I think framing it around the guy is wrong. I think Just the she traditional did, wedding yeah, is I not think, for Carrie. I think that she does not, she never really wants to get married. She gets drunk on Vivian Westwood on that dress in the movie and it ruins her life. And I think that it's an important hallmark about Carrie the person that she needed time. Anyway, I think that it's I think it's more important to talk about Carrie Carrie's aversion to marriage as Carrie's aversion to marriage because Samantha doesn't want to get married. How it do has you nothing feel do about the, the Carrie and Aiden scene in front of the fountain? Oh. It's heartbreaking. Her in that literal wedding dress. It's a white fucking dress and he's yeah, in a she tux. Lo- they look like they're getting married. But this yeah. is what I mean. It's like it's not I don't think it's about Aiden. I think that she really she means it when she says I love you and who who is it that says who asks? I think yeah, Samantha because this asks. time she actually truly like she's like she's she really does lo- yeah yeah it and feels weird though because she says something like I love him I mean he kneeled in the street like when a oh man, because he made this weird no she says I am in love with him when a man you love kneels in the street and offers you a ring you say yes and I, I think like that. but I think that like textbook like that those are the things you're supposed to do in the same way that Aiden believes that like yeah, people but, fall in love people get married you're supposed if a guy you love proposes to you, you're supposed to say yes. You're supposed to want to say yes. This is me. I don't have any tricks up my sleeve. This is who I am. This isn't about you. I'm not ready for marriage. Well, I am. I'm sorry if that scares you, but I am. People fall in love, they get married. That's that's what they do. Not necessarily. I, I why, why can't we just keep things the way they are just live together i don't want to live together i've had girlfriends for 20 years i want you to be my wife aiden you're pushing me well maybe you need to be pushed what's the big deal it's just a stupid piece of paper if it's just a stupid piece of paper then why do we need it because i need it i want to make this official and lock this thing down carrie i want the whole wide world to know that you're mine who else is what i be right i'm i know i mean no but it should feel right like she shouldn't have to justify like she should be like happy that he did that Instead well i don't like, want to like when he he kneels in the street like i had to say yes it's like but it doesn't feel when she says it's not out of obligation it feels out of like this is the thing that you're supposed to do like when she decides to get married to big it's super super casual like i feel like she needed the, that set of circumstances and it proves that they're wrong for each other when john corbett who's drunk then freaks out at that fountain that he's like, I need yeah. this and you need to do this for me. If yeah, you don't want to marry gross. me now, you're never going to want to marry me. And that's the difference between him and Big. As Big is like, take yeah. your time. I don't want to get married. I also think Either. it's really cool that she wore her ring around her neck. Like, I thought that was like, like if I, I was Aiden, I'd be, like, I'd be yeah. like, dope. Like, what a cool thing to do. Yeah, like, you're a weirdo. That's fine. Yeah, but and so he like used it against her in that argument. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't even put it on your finger. I think that's even more special. And she's like, it's near to my heart. Yeah, but it seems like an oh, excuse. I know, I know it does, oh, no, but like, if somebody did it in my real life and they were like, I really want to do this, I'd be like, great. Yeah. I, oof, I, just, I don't know. I think there's a much bigger conversation about like marriage and, and, and how the girls react to all of it. And it's like, it's why I chose this episode. Like, why I chose this episode too. I was like, this is so great. And they they just talk about 
I don't, every girl kind of justifies her idea. Charlotte has a reason why, why she wants to get married. Samantha and Miranda talk about why they're kind of, like, they're, they're reticent to do it. And all of that kind of builds who they are as people in a much more three-dimensional way. I picked the last episode that's kind of like, a, like, leaves Carrie feeling, like, super confident. Like, we're leaving on a positive note, I think. So this is um, X in the City. Season 2, episode 18. Carrie freaks out when Big tells her he's engaged. Miranda sleeps with Steve for the first time after their breakup. So that's a little before the pregnancy. (laughs) Charlotte tries to overcome her fear of horseback riding. Samantha dates a guy who's too well endowed. This is also known as the horse episode. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of horses. Yeah. Very like Madonna. Nay, bitch. So Carrie and Big are trying to like... They're testing the idea of being friends mm-hmm. after a breakup, which is fine until Big says he's in a serious relationship. They're engaged. Carrie breaks down, basically. She mm-hmm. takes back what she said. She d- can't be friends with this person. Because they broke up because he didn't want to get married. Yeah. That was his like big thing was like, I am in love with you, but I don't want to get married, but I'll marry this bitch. Such a good restaurant storming out scene. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but he's marrying... Natasha, a woman who's like very a twenty four year old plain Sarah plain and tall. I mean, she's beautiful, but she she's, is she's uh, that was not like me boring. attacking Sarah plain and tall. Yeah, no, she's just boring. Yep, they hit it in the nail on the head with the metaphor, the white Hubble. clothes and the vanilla. And the yeah, the main reason I picked this is for the Hubble moment. So, um, Carrie is like expressing her feelings. All about this, what's going down. And the way we were. Miranda says, he's your Hubble, yeah. which is from the movie The Way That We Were. And Samantha, of course, doesn't like chick flicks. She hasn't mm. seen it. There's a whole scene where they like explain <laughs> the movie to her and they start singing. And then the very final scene is Carrie going up to Big and they talk and she like puts her hand on his face and says, your girl is lovely, Hubble. And he's like, what? Because he doesn't get the movie reference. He says, I don't get it. And she says, that's the problem. Yeah. And she looks fantastic. Oh. Absolutely gorgeous. Movie star. This is one of my favorite Carrie moments. And I couldn't leave it off this list. Your girl is lovely, Hubble. I don't get it. And you never did. Give me a slow-mo next to a horse any day. What? You talking about Charlotte? No, Carrie walks past the horse. Oh, the horse horse at the end? Yeah, Yeah. I will say the very end, I don't like it. Like, fades into cheesy music and then she touches a horse. I love that. You would love it. Anytime they end on a slow-mo walk with music, I'm Or like her on the tightrope to Michelle Branch. Oh, Um, Oh, that's great, though. That gave me... Michelle Branch, call... oh, Oh, please. But, but when she's in the Dior newspaper dress and she's walking really yeah, slowly dummy. and there's mm-hmm. traffic, like That's all, great. any of those any moments, moment. give me it all the time. The closing yeah. to closer, closer. Right? And there's also yes. a sweet, like Miranda and Steve kind of try to be friends. Miranda's like, I'm not good at this. I yeah. normally cut all ties. Because you have to, but and there's a big old tie. They, they go to one dinner, I think, and then they end up hooking up because yeah. she's in love with him. Well, and because it's a pity fact because he has one ball and he's feeling bad about himself. Yeah, but she still loves him. But, like, here's the thing. She doesn't know that she loves him then. It's literally because she's like, <laughs> hey, you've got one ball. And he's like, you are. She's like, you are attractive. People will find you attractive. Let me prove it to you with my vagina. 
Okay, I think we've been talking about these episodes for a while, Ooh, which might cut us. We might have to push the guy talk to episode our next week's episode. Oops. But before, can I just real quick do my impression of the firefighter? I wish you wouldn't. Can you save from it from season three? All right, can you do just a little teaser? Is it, is it good? Sure. Can you do a teaser of yeah. it? I'm sure yeah, it's yeah. not. Okay. Hey, I'm Ricky. <laughs> the mouth noise is awful. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't Ricky. like it. Oh, the weird noises that are coming. My fam, my sister said you should do this. I said, I ain't done nothing like this before. Who is he whispering to? Yeah. Samantha. Does he whisper? When is he whispering? When, he's not, but that's my interpretation of him. He's always like, So it's not even an impression. Hey, I'm like, I'm a firefighter. He's not even, that's okay. not even, a, that's not how impressions okay. work. Okay, just work, work on it. Work on it. We can come back to it next it week. It wasn't good. We'll do, we'll do it again yeah. later. We'll let I you wish work you on wouldn't. it. Roger, be nice. <laughs> I won't. I can't and I won't. Okay, I just want to touch on the guest stars real quick. Oh my God, okay. Because this show had some of the best guest stars. Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Margaret Cho. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. As like... John Bovi. John Bovi as like a weird sex addict, but then he loses interest after he has sex with them. Mm-hmm. It's the chase. Throw the chase. Uh, David Duchovny. Oof. Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. Sexually open Alanis Morissette. Yeah, Alanis yes, Morissette. Yes, Alanis. Jerry Hollowell, fun fact, when Ginger Spice was talking to, who is it, Samantha? Mm -hmm. In that episode, the Beckhams were in the building next to them at the same time. What? What a wild time. But I really want to touch on one of my favorite guest stars, Kristen Johnston. You may know her Third Rock from the Sun. Fucking yes, you do. She's in an episode called The Splat. Splat. And it's basically before... Carrie moves to Paris with Alexander Petrovsky, and it's kind of an episode to like show that like the New York she knows is over. New York is over. New York is over. And she gets one of the best monologues. I have a clip of it, Ooh. and it's so good. Let me play it. Yeah, please. Why did everybody stop smoking? Why did everybody pay her off? This used to be the most exciting city in the world, and now it's nothing but smoking near a fucking open window. New York is over. O-V-E-R. Over. No one's fun anymore. Whatever happened to fun? God, I'm so bored I could die. If you're an actress and you're not doing this monologue in your auditions, this would be a great do audition it. monologue please and then some have like a sack of flour outside hit the floor yeah oh. if anyone wants to record <gasps> yes. this monologue and send it to us <gasps> oh. would you please please would you please 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 hello fangirls at gmail.com please 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 okay any any last remarks i mean no I was so moved. You guys, I was so moved by this. I, I mean, I'm going to, oh. well, I'm going to say one of my favorite guest stars was John Slattery, the politician. Oh, yeah. He was oh, really the good. Politician. There are so many. The, he was a mock up of Donald Trump before Google Donald Trump it. was Donald it's Trump. The, a super long list of guest stars. Yeah. Those are just yeah. some of our favorites. Bradley Cooper, a baby Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. Baby Bradley Cooper who sees single and fabulous question mark Carrie at the newsstand mm-hmm. yeah. breaks my heart every time. I have a t shirt with it on it. <laughs> it broke me. It broke you. <laughs> Okay, well, next week, we're going to definitely debate on Aiden, Big, Burger, Petrovsky, Jazz Guy, Tag from Friends. Uh, We've got a lot of guys to get into. Steve, Harry. And 
I mean, one of the best things about Trey. next week is is the final culmination of my Ricky impersonation. Right. We're going to get more Ricky. That's going to get cut out, you guys. Don't look forward <laughs> to that. Yeah. Wow, everyone's really it's on their real toes bad. for that. Yeah, we're also going to talk fashion a little bit and get into yes. those crazy movies. You guys, Dubai, uh, hello. <laughs> Bye-bye, Abu, Dubai. Abu Dhabi what? <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Will the thir- we'll also talk about will the third movie be in space? I mean, what's next? I mean, it's a good chance. Who hurt you? All right. Guys, you. I forgot to- <laughs> <laughs> You did. I forgot to ask in the first episode, is there anything you guys want to plug? Your Instagrams, your Twitters. What do you guys do? I don't tweet often. I want to plug my uh, real life because I feel like I'm like doing well right now. I'm pretty fun in person. That's not true. Um, I'm really enjoying like going out and having dinner and stuff. So what? that's what I want to Are you just plugging plug. like a Tinder account or something? No, no. I just mean Scruff? like me in general. Like I feel like I'm like in a good at a good place. Okay, Roger. I really disagree. I uh, I don't know. You guys have seen me, fangirls. You guys have seen me on the Instagram. For some reason, I'm in every group shot of Natalie and Marin. So, That's true. Uh, Black Tar Heroine with an E, a female hero, is my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to see more of me, go there, I guess. I do stuff, and sometimes I don't. Cool. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're just watching TV. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you cry to Sex in the City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow this podcast at Fango Fridays Podcast on Please Instagram, FGF Podcast on Twitter, yes. and we have a Facebook. Oh. So until next Friday, bye. 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 <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. Oh, God. Fango Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track your favorite shows and join the fangirl conversation. And be sure to follow us at Natalie Burris and Maren Zabrowski.